Welcome to Building Better Businesses. I'm Kristen Dees, founder of Catalyst Consulting, an agency that helps small businesses and entrepreneurs start, grow, and level up their businesses. This podcast will bring you interviews with experts in all things business related. Have questions for a business attorney? We've got answers. How about your health insurance? Got you covered there too. New episodes coming your way every week. Find us on the podcasting platform of your choice. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Building Better Businesses with Catalyst Consulting. My guest today is Liza Lomax, the uh, wizard behind Love Your Body Coaching. Um, and I'm pretty excited to have you on here because it's a topic that we haven't touched on yet. But I'm, uh, I think it's very important for all of us entrepreneurs and business owners to take care of ourselves. And it's hard. <laughs> so thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. You. Yeah. Um, and we met through the connection of Polkadot Powerhouse, which is a networking slash relationship building um, group. Yep. And that I've, got, I've had a lot of Polkadot guests on here lately, so it's been kind of cool. Um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about you as a human being. Who is Liza? Me as a human being. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, the non work stuff. This right, is the hard right, People right. have a hard time with this one. <laughs> It's like, yeah, we we we're get we get put in these human bodies, and we have to be a human and do human stuff. And it's like, what? Exhausting. <laughs> you know, it is exhausting being a human. It's like, you know, you wake up and you're like, I don't want an adult today. I don't want a human mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Um, but who am I? Um, you know, I'm a person that's gone through a lot of. And I didn't even ask if I could swear on here or not ahead of time. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, perfect. I've gone through a lot of shit. <laughs> I've gone through a lot of shit. Um, and to be in the space that I'm at now is just like, when people ask you, like, you know, who is the most, uh, influential person in your life or who's the most person that, that really made a difference in your life. And it was like, I say me all the time because to come from where I was to where where I'm at now is like a, a complete 180. Um, you know, I was, a you know, I grew up in a household that was, for one, very religious, um, not to the point of Bible thumping, but, you know, pretty, pretty close. Um, I have a mother who, who, whether she chooses to believe it or not, does kind of suffer from mental illness. Um, had a stepfather who was never home. And I had, my dad was from another country who I rarely saw. I saw limited times growing up. And so I was the oldest of four, took on the role of being the parent to three other children. And, you know, tried to be the perfect person for them, tried to model what the perfect person was supposed to be for them, which caused a whole gamut of issues um, from depression and anxiety to EDs, eating disorders, to um, being addicted to alcohol, drugs, you know, being in toxic relationships, just so much toxicity in my life. And um, being raised in this household where one, you know, I, I, I found out that for one, I was gay. And of course, you're in a religious household so that you can't, you can't be that way. And two, I was, you know, I was struggling with the fact that I was a medium, I was able to see things that most people didn't see on a regular basis. And so I had these gifts that were unexplainable. And so having to hide all these things about myself and be the perfect quote unquote person for everybody else around me took a huge toll on my life. And, you know, there were parts of me, I almost died. I, you know, I 
had suicidal thoughts. I, you know, did things in my body nobody should ever do to themselves. I put myself in one toxic relationship after another, after another, after another. Um, I've been super, super skinny and I've been super, super overweight. And I've been both ends of the spectrum and it didn't matter where I was on the spectrum. I still did not like what I saw in the mirror. I still literally hated myself hated who I was, hated my body, hated this being in this human body. And to go from that to absolutely loving to be in this human body and to like be able to look at myself in the mirror and love what I see and um, take care of my body and love myself is a complete, completely 180 from where I came from. So me as a human is like, I was a very dark, depressed human. And now I'm a very happy, you know, joyful human. <laughs> that answers your question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. I think that's, uh, that's a great story. And I feel like for me anyway, like when I'm talking to any kind of coach, doesn't matter what it is, if it's health and fitness or financial, whatever, um, knowing that they understand the struggle, I think is the most important thing to me that, um, like I, I don't enjoy, uh, like fitness coaches that are, they've never been fat or ever struggled with any kind of like eating or like they, it's just like, yeah, eat right and exercise. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. Right. Cause it's that easy. If it was that easy, we would all be doing it. Um, exactly. and yeah, so somebody that kind of understands that there's the, all the underlying issues and stuff like that that go behind it. So your story is definitely one of the, um, most dramatic for sure. Um, and just kind of the perspective of not just eating right. It's the other, the health, like mental health and mm-hmm. taking care of yourself and loving yourself first and believing that you're worth the effort <laughs> and right. all of that stuff. That's hard. That's hard for a lot of people. So um, I think it's kind of where it ties into like the entrepreneur journey too, because there's a lot of people who are entrepreneurs and business owners that also suffer pretty seriously from imposter syndrome. Yeah. And a lot of those other things that kind of tie into that too, the like the not really believing in yourself. Like I talk to people all the time and it's like, you say the things and you want to do the stuff and um, you know that you're smart enough or capable enough or whatever to to make a million dollars or make $10,000 a month, whatever the goal is. Um, but then there's all those little things that you keep putting in your own way um, that kind of keep you from making progress. I, I'm including myself in this too, because mm-hmm. I do suffer from imposter syndrome sometimes. And um, boy, I love to give myself roadblocks. So, Oh, yeah. yes. I, we, we do that. But see, those are things that we um, are conditioned to believe. Um, there's a lot of things that we're conditioned mm-hmm. to believe at a very young age. And it's not our parents' fault. It's not our parents' first, parents' fault, and so forth and so forth. They only had the tools at the time to give us to that they thought that would lead us to succession or su- su- succeeding in life um, when really it was hindering us. So, you know, if you identify as a woman, you were conditioned to be an unpaid caregiver the rest of your life an unpaid mm-hmm. caregiver for the rest of your life to put your needs, your wants, your desires on the back burner, gone. You d- can't focus on yourself. It's selfish to take care of yourself. It's selfish to love yourself. No, it's very much self-preservation, you know, and then you can't show your emotions. So you have to find all these unhealthy outlets to go to, to combat those emotions. So I'm on a mission to change that narrative for people. It's like, let's change that narrative. Like no more conditioning, 
we are who we are. We're allowed to be, you know, emotional. We're allowed to show our emotions. It's a strength, never a weakness. You know, we're allowed to take care of ourselves because once we do take care of ourselves, that takes care of everybody else around us. It's the oxygen mask scenario. You put an oxygen mask on yourself first and then help others. That's what they tell you when the plane is going down. So to stop Mm -hmm. that narrative that we have to take care of everybody else, we can't, it's selfish to take care of ourselves. No, it's, it's very much, you have to take care of yourself. You have to love yourself. And how I got to this, this point was a, a huge journey myself, was a huge other undertaking to get to this point where I'm at now. It was a long, it was a long journey for me, but I got here. You know, I went out and I, you know, I, I, I literally had hit a rock bottom myself. And not everybody has to hit a rock bottom, but I hit a rock bottom. You know, I woke up in a place where I didn't know where I was. I had blacked out. I didn't know how I got there. Um, t- t- could have died. I mean, so many things like just were pounding me in the ground that that just left me just depressed and just hating myself and so overcome with sadness and anger. Um, So so many emotions that I wasn't allowed to feel and express. And, you know, whether you believe in God, higher source, higher power, I really believe that God was telling me that I needed to change. Like something had to give, like, or I wasn't going to be here any longer. I wasn't going to have this life that I have now. And so that sent me on that path of, of finding myself, finding my authenticity, finding who I was, finding who I put in a box so many years ago, you know, being real to myself, you know, checking, checking myself, like going inside myself, because we have it asked backwards. We think we need to go outside of ourselves to take to make ourselves happy. We think we need to go outside of ourselves to benefit ourselves. We need to go outside of ourselves to take care of what's going on inside. No, it's an inside out job. That's actually the title of a book that I'm writing. It's an inside out job. You have to take care of what's going on in the inside, inside your body, inside your head, what's going on there before you can do anything else outside of yourself. You have to take care of what's going on inside. All the, everything you've mm-hmm. just, all those beliefs, those habits, those stories, those patterns, those triggers, those sabotaging behaviors, those things that we've been conditioned to believe, those habits, you have to reframe and retrain all yourself to a whole, whole different, whole different thing. You know, you have to get all that stuff out, you know, and, and t- take care of it, deal with it, and then you'll be able to move on. But you have to, you have to do the work. And as you know, mm-hmm. like you said, as entrepreneurs, you like you do you you people that haven't done the work. They're like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm an exercise person, or I'm a fitness person, and I've had, I never had any, any experiences at all. It's like you, I'm sure they have they have work to do, but it's like you, you in order to succeed, you have to be able to to you have to do the work. You have to you put mm-hmm. in the work to make yourself change, to evolve, to grow as a person or you're still going to stay stagnant in the same thing. So as an entrepreneur, if you're not if you're not comfortable and confident in yourself, in your body, you know, you're not comfortable with yourself, you're constantly doubting yourself, you're constantly thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. That person's much better than me. Or I can't write a book. That person can, you know, was much better. Or I can't be a speaker. That person's a much better speaker." You're going to constantly have that dialogue going in your head if you don't if you don't change that 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 dialogue. If you don't go inside yourself and think, okay, well, why am I feeling these things? Why am I being triggered by these things? 
So if you're not comfortable and confident in your own skin, you are not going to be successful in life, in, in your business. You're not going to bring in the people that you want. You're not going to um, attract the people that you want. Nobody's going to resonate with you because you're not being true to yourself. You're not being your real authentic self. And who is that? You have to discover that. You have to discover who that person is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, um, it's a really big part of it. It's like people... Uh, you know, you have the big dream and you want to do the thing. And like I said, like you're capable, smart, intelligent, you can find whatever information you need on the internet. Like you don't, yeah, I mean, things there. you can learn whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, to your point too, with like uh, coaches where it's like, I'm going to be a business coach or I'm going to be a health coach. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, you have to like know what you're doing at some, some degree. Like, you don't have to, I don't believe in traditional formal education. I don't believe that you have to go to college to learn shit. Like no, I, everything I've learned, I've learned uh, by doing stuff. I've just been doing stuff for my whole life. You know, I'm like, that's how I, I know how to lead people because I just did it for 20 years. Like, <laughs> um, right. not that I'm the best, whatever. Right. But um, yeah, so no, I, I think that's important. And it's like also, um we live in a culture of treating the symptoms as opposed to the root cause of the problem. And I think that that's a really big part of this journey, but any journey, like any kind of personal growth development, um, whatever is, is finding the root cause of the issue and then figuring out how to, how to solve that or work through it, or at least be aware of and how to manage it. Cause sometimes you just shits in there. Like there's some real yeah. dark, messed up stuff in people sometimes. <laughs> it's like, it, but there knowing is. what the thing is and what it does to you and how you need to work around it, I think is a really important piece of that too. Just mm-hmm. takes time. It does. I mean, Painful. if you're willing to put in the time, then <laughs> then you can make it happen. But if you're not going to do the work, then yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's always a thing. It's like the people that that do make a sustained change in whatever it is, if it's health and fitness, whatever financial stuff, um, there's a piece of that that I think usually has to change first. Like even if it's not necessarily as deep as yours, like you had a lot of trauma and things that affected you. Mm -hmm. And some people don't have that, but they still have like the stuff that they're like, oh, you know what? I am worth, I am going to do this. I'm going to be disciplined for the first time in my life or whatever it is. Like there's something that's um, a shift, like a shift in the mindset for mm-hmm. sure. Well, we all so, have like yeah. some sort of, we all have like, uh, you know, sabotaging patterns. We all have those sabotaging mm-hmm. things, saboteurs that come in, come into play. It's like a prime, first prime example is like, what come, what happens January 1st? Everybody goes to the gym, everybody starts their new resolu- resolutions. Resolutions are bullshit, by the way. They need to be thrown out the window. It should be intentions, never resolutions, because the the the, the energy behind a resolution is sets you up for failure. Sets you up for failure every single time. Because subconsciously, consciously, we've been telling our subconscious this over and over again. So January 1st, everybody goes to the gym. I'm going to do my affirmations. I'm going to read 15 books a month. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to do all the things. And then two weeks, two months, six months, maybe eight months, go down the road, something comes into play. Your subconscious reminds you, no, no, no. Remember, you told us we didn't have, we haven't seen any results. We haven't seen anything happen. Everything's still the same. My life still sucks. 
you know, everything's still going the same direction. I'm still in the same lousy relationship, you know, and then you're, you're, so your subconscious reminds your conscious of this. And so you're like, I might as well just give up. You know, your subconscious is like, you know what? You're a big fat loser. You might as well just give up. And so you spend the whole rest of the year beating yourself up, bullying yourself, you know, torturing yourself, being that, having that negative inner critic in your head going around and around and around telling you how you're ugly, fat, stupid, disgusting, whatever, whatever the dialogue is. And then come January 1st, the whole thing happens all over again. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, and it doesn't necessarily have to be January 1st. It's just, that's just like a huge example of like, we, we, we go to, we start something and we get so gung ho about starting something and then some behavior, some habit, some saboteur comes into play. We're triggered by something that we haven't dealt with, that we haven't healed, that we haven't grown from, that we haven't released, hits us, tells us we're a big fat loser and we need to stop and go back to the same ordinary life that we were doing prior to that. This happens mm -hmm. all the time for everybody doesn't matter whether you had the best yeah, childhood or the, the nastiest childhood. We all have those triggers and those patterns. So let's change that narrative again. Let's change that so that we don't have these, these, these triggers keep coming up for us. Let's heal them. Let's deal with them. Let's take care of them. Rewire your brain. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of my work is rewiring your brain and, and creating new habits, new stories, new behaviors, new patterns. So you have that long-term sustainable lifestyle going forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, uh, that's a holy mission. It is a holy mission. <laughs> um, I'm on that mission. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's great though. Um, so, well, what are some of the most common issues that people ask for your help with? Um, at least initially, because I'm sure it's kind of one of the things where it's like, oh, here's the surface level thing that I want your help with. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's always, surface level. Yeah. Yep. it's always like, oh, I want to lose weight yep. or, oh, I want to lose, mm -hmm. you know, 20, 30 pounds. Oh, you know, I've, I've gained all this weight and I want to lose it. It's always about losing the weight. It's like, OK, well, that's just the symptom that what is the underlying issue or the underlying struggle under that so i mean picture us as like an an iceberg or an onion we have so many layers the iceberg you're only seeing just the tip what is underneath the surface that is preventing you from losing the weight because you probably have gone on every diet every diet fad every diet pill every whatever it is every program every fitness thing all the things and you continue to yo-yo over and over and over again and you're wondering why i'm gaining and losing and gaining and losing and gaining and losing all this time well you've got a lot of underlying things that are going on a lot of emotional trauma saboteurs patterns habits that you have taken on from your childhood because a lot of this derives from our childhood and mm -hmm. so all of those things. So, yeah, it's always about I want to lose weight. And then we get into a conversation and then I find out, OK, yep, this is really what's going on. I mean, it could be anything from <sighs> most of the time. I, I'll be totally like most of the time it is it's I, that that not worthy story playing in their head. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. And once I hear them say that, it's like, OK, this is why I'll all these things have come into play for you. This is why the, your life is the way it is. This is why you yo-yo diet. 
is because you have this in your head subconsciously. You've been reminding yourself over and over again that I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. And that's always, that's like 99% of the time the dialogue when you really get down to it. I mean, some, I mean, some of it's like, mm -hmm. you know, oh, I was told, you know, I wasn't beautiful or I was told I wasn't smart enough, you know, things like that. Yes. But those all wrap back to I'm not worthy and I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that I think, um, and I've, I've talked about this before with a couple of other guests, just, you know, based on whatever we're talking about, but, um, so sorry to anybody that has to hear this again, but the like inner child work was a really big, yeah. uh, thing for me too, when it just comes to just relationships and some of those things too, like how I treat myself and, um, that was like such a huge eye opener. Cause I'm like, I know what my issues are, right? I have dad issues. I have abandonment issues. Like, okay, sure. That's obvious. Uh, but it's not, it's like, I keep re, you know, reliving the same thing over and over again. So I was talking to a relationship coach and she was like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. Let's do this exercise. And I was like, cool. So my, my story is that I'm not important enough, um, to myself or in other, you know, so it's like, that's the, the, the constant, uh, self-fulfilling prophecy, so to speak, that I put myself into over and over again. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. But <laughs> now I know. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. All right. We can, we can work with this. We can, we can grow from this. But um, yeah, anyway, so it's so huge, like that kind of stuff. And there's so many little things. Like I, I distinctly remember like some really mean things that like adults or teachers had told me and like some mm. of the... Um, sit down, shut up, be quiet and polite kind of culture that we were also raised with too, which is a piece yeah. of that where it's like, you're too much, you're too loud, you're too smart, you're too whatever. Um, so you have to be quiet and make room for everyone else. And so I've spent the last probably like five years of growth on that kind of stuff where I'm like, no, this is who I am. F you. Right. Okay. right. Um, yeah. I was told I talked to so, much. I was told that I, I was too, I was too, too friendly and I talked too much and I needed to shut up. And I, that even escalated into like when I started getting a job, like a manager would come up and say, you know, you're talking to the customers too much. It's like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? How do you, what do you mean I'm talking too much? <laughs> it's like, this is, you have to talk, you know, you have to talk to your customers or your clients or whoever. Um, but I remember that on my yeah. report card was like, I talked too much. I was too talkative. I interrupted way too many times. I was a know-it-all. I knew it all, you know, those kind of <laughs> things. Yeah. 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 Part of me I think it's interesting it too. Cause it's like some, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, well, and you go from like, I was just talking about this with somebody the other day, like I was talented and gifted. So, or whatever, I think that was the program that it was like, whatever the, <laughs> the super nerdy kids. Uh, so it was like flip-flopping between like being exceptional and then also having to be quiet about being exceptional and um, the shit that that's done to me. And I'm like, Oh man, this is like the whole, this is like my, the story of my life is, uh, is trying to be exceptional and then also like trying to not be too loud or too much. Um, and I think there's different ways that like, cause some of the feedback is valid in some cases, right? Like I, I could be, um, I am also a know-it-all and I am can be very bossy and I have opinions about pretty much everything <laughs> in some way, shape or form. And so some of it for me has been like, especially as a leader, learning how to balance that or allow space for other people because I don't have to take up all the space all the time. Um, and I can still be knowledgeable and an expert in, in my whatever I'm talking about. But um, 
that made it sound like I know everything. That's not what I meant, but you guys know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, and I can still allow other people to have the space to do that kind of stuff. So it's, I, I think it's, it's the, the feedback comes from a, like you're wrong space. And I think that that's part of the problem. It's not like, Hey, Liza. So you love talking to people and you're always super friendly and you're always welcoming to new students. But in this situation, if you could tone it down two notches or like me, where it's like, Hey, like, yeah, you are smart and you have opinions and you know a lot of stuff, but also when you do this, it helps other or other people feel a certain way and this would be helpful. So it's less of the, like you're wrong as a person and just like, Hey, maybe just in this situation or Mm -hmm. someone giving you a boundary because we need those two. (laughs) Sometimes I need people to be like, dude, shh. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, we, I mean, we, that's also told to us at a very young age that you need to uh, be seen and not heard. You need to shut up and be quiet. You have to yeah. sit down, you know, oh, you can't do that. You, that's wrong. You have to do it this way. This is the right way. So you grow mm-hmm. up thinking that all the things that you're doing is wrong all the time. You're always constantly screwing up. You know, boys have to wear blue. Girls have to wear pink. Bullshit. You know, I mean, it's like girls have to play with Barbies. Boys have to play with trucks. I mean, like there's so many like so many labels and so many um, rules and and all these things that are put on us. It's no wonder when we become adults, we're so effed up in the heads because we don't know (laughs) what to do. We do this if we're wrong. We do this if we're wrong. We do this. I mean, we're constantly trying to um, to fix ourselves for the people around us, you know, which mm-hmm. to, no, yeah. it's like, no, stop it. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of times too, we don't even know what we like or don't like right. because mm-hmm. it's kind of put on us from an, you know, whatever, again, your parents bless their hearts. It's just, you do sports or you don't do sports or you do um, smart things or you don't do smart, whatever, not that sports aren't smart, but I mean like math and that math is like a whole nother, that's like not me. Um, But you know, like those kinds of things. And it's like, was it actually what you wanted to do or was it what someone else told you you should want to do? And then you get down the road and you're like, wait, do I like basketball? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I actually do or not. I like being good at stuff. That's different. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, oh my god. Okay, we could go for for days and days probably. Right. Um, uh, but how do you think the the entrepreneur life kind of impacts unhealthy habits in an individual when they get to that point of like starting their own business or whatnot? Well, I mean, like I said before, I'm like you got to have your shit together. You got to take care of your stuff. You can't be, a, can't be a coach. If you, if you have a bunch of stuff, extra stuff, you know, I mean that you haven't worked out, you haven't worked on. And, and a few of my clients are coaches. They're like, um, I shouldn't be coach. They got to the point where they're like, I shouldn't be coaching people. I need, I need to be go through my own stuff first so I can get to the point where I can coach other people. So taking care of your shit, Handling your stuff, you know, doing what you need to do to work on yourself, your inner self inside you. Um, take care of all those things first before just jumping into something, thinking, oh, I'm just going to be a coach or I'm just going to be this or I'm just going to be that. You know, it's like, okay, well, there's a process to it. And if you haven't handled your own stuff, then you're just bringing that baggage into 
every single relationship, every single client, every single thing, and you're going to get triggered just as much as your probably clients will get triggered, probably at the same time that you're doing with these these things. So mm -hmm. at least being on, you know, you can continue because coaches need coaches, healers need healers. We all need an extra person. We all need support. We all need help as well. You know, in order to grow and evolve and change, we got to do the own work constantly, 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 constantly and constantly learning and growing and getting that knowledge and, and bettering ourselves and taking care of ourselves. We got to stay on that track. So if you can get a little ahead of the game with that, you know, on that, at least on that road to that, yeah, you can, you can have a better, um, you can differentiate who you can work with and who you can't work with. I mean, you know, like, be on a different level, a different path, you know, be on the path that you are and you're on that right path. You're growing, you're, you're doing the things you're doing the things. Yeah. You can still coach people, but at the level of where you started at, because you were already ahead of, ahead of the game. So wherever you started at, that's when you can start, you know, taking care of those people that are just starting out, just doing whatever they need, you know, just like need help, just, you know, don't know what to do at the bottom of the barrel, whatever kind of thing. Um, so I'm not saying that you have to have all of your shit taken care of all at once. No, because that's not how life works and things come up, you know, at random times and, you know, not everybody's triggered by d the same things and not every, not everything's going to come up all at once, but at least have a good handle on what's going on. At least have a good handle on, you know, where you're going, where your life is going, wh what kind of coach or specialist or client, you know, whoever, consultant, how, whatever your title is, you know, at least be in the right headspace for doing it, first of all. Mm -hmm. if that makes yeah, sense. I mean, I think because I'm, yeah, because uh, I'm definitely never one to tell someone they can't do anything for any reason whatsoever, because I don't believe that that's true. I believe that you can do whatever the hell you want. Um, you can, yeah. And yeah, sure, there's, it's like, yeah, there's ways to make it easier. Like it would be easier if these things had all happened or whatever, you know, yeah. it might be. But like for me too, it's like, I'm, I'm fairly self-aware and self-reflective, which is also a defense mechanism. So, you know, it's whatever, but, um, the personal journey or growth journey that I've taken as a result of owning my own business has been a whole different kind of thing too. So it's just, um, I think people who are trying to start their own business, that don't have any kind of growth mindset or that like self reflection or personal accountability won't be able to have a successful business until they reach that point. Because if you can't accept that there is something that you need to work on um, and you like, I'm sure we've seen it too. It's like the victim mentality or people, people come in and they start a business and it just kind of explodes. And then a couple of years later, they didn't treat people well. They didn't pay people well. Um, they're a shitty person to work with customers don't like them vendors whoever it's like those people are going to go out of business and it'll just be a cycle for them just like some of the other things we've talked about are cycles for us in different ways so i think it can be done i'm just knocking stuff off the counter it's fine um it's, yeah i got a little aggressive with my chair swivel um but anyway yeah so it's it's i think to your point is um, if you're not able or ready to start doing the work at some point and having that kind of mindset, then, um, you can't, 
you can't grow. But at least the people I know, the people I know are are that way. Like I surround myself with business owners, entrepreneurs, whoever that are interested in growth and right. learning. And um, so I don't see a lot of that stuff, but I know it's out there. <laughs> so it is. Yeah. Those aren't the people that listen to this podcast. Yeah. They're not interested yeah. in this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, who's this chick? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so let's talk a little bit about how your level of comfort in your skin can affect your ability to uh, sell your business. Well, yeah, that's just it. It's like, like I said before, if you're not comfortable and confident in your own skin, in your own body, if you're, if you're constantly playing that dialogue in your head, going to the mirror every single morning and being like, uh, gross, disgusting. I don't want to look at you. I don't like looking at you. I don't like to see you. If you're uncomfortable on camera, if you're uncomfortable in photos, if you're uncomfortable looking at yourself in the mirror naked, even, you've got some work to do. You're, you're not going to attract the right people. Um, you know, the, the, what you, you know, you're not going to be able to help them in the level that they may need help or in the level that you want to, you know, be at. Um, if you're, if you're constantly criticizing yourself, if you're constantly like, Oh my gosh, that person's much better than me. I can't do this. If you're, you know, if you, that that monster critic, if it's just constantly throwing shit at you all the time, you know, your subconscious is reminding you over and over and over again, you know, that you're ugly, fat, stupid, disgusting. You're not worth it. You're not important. You can't do this. You can't do that. But you're going to still stay stuck in that that mode. Um, you know, even if you do start a business or you're in the business and you know, and, but you still have that dialogue playing, you're never going to um, reach a level that you want to be at if you're not handling your own stuff. You're never going to be where you want to be if you're not handling that, that stuff ahead of time. If you're not taking care of yourself. You know, how can you take care mm -hmm. of other people if you're not taking care of yourself? How can you love another person if you don't even love yourself? It all starts with you, you know, and the thing about the subconscious is that, say your whole life, you've been going through your whole life and you've been telling yourself all these, all this dialogue, I am un unimportant, I am unlovable, I am, I am ugly, I'm fat, I'm stupid, I'm disgusting, I'm not good enough, I'm not wor worthy enough, I'm not enough. And you have that dialogue playing over and over in your head. What happens is it goes into your subconscious and it just hangs out there and it waits for every single opportunity because you told it this, it's only, it's a, de it's a defense mechanism. It's like a security blanket. It's just trying to help you. It's just trying to keep you safe. It'll remind you, especially if you get a compliment or um, somebody tells you you're doing a good job or you're, you know, you're really great at doing X, Y, and Z. Your subconscious will say, no, 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 they're liars. They're lying to you because you told us this, we're ugly, fat, stupid, unimportant, disgusting, um, not lovable, you know, unworthy, un, un, not worthy, not good enough. You told us all these things. So what you told us is fact. What you told us is the truth. So we'll constantly stay in that dialogue. If you don't, if you, if you don't reiter, you know, change that dialogue, you're going to constantly, your subconscious is kind of constantly remind you of all those things over and over and over again in diff all different ways. It'll come up all the time. 
So you need to change that dialogue in your head. And how do you change that dialogue in your head? By telling yourself, I'm good enough. I'm worthy. I am lovable. I am this. I am beautiful. I am smart. I am funny. You know, telling yourself these things. You know, I am mm -hmm. are the two most I am are the two most powerful words in the English language because anything you put on the other side of that has a huge positive or negative effect on how you feel. If you, I mean, how do you feel when you say I'm ugly? You kind of slouch, you kind of like, eh, kind of hinker down, you kind of, your head's down, you feel kind of uh, icky, you know, you want to go take a shower, you feel gross. You know, what, what happens when you say I'm beautiful? You sit up your eyes get a little bit brighter, you feel a little bit more confident in yourself, you know, you, you, you believe it. So if you constantly tell yourself this over and over again, I know people say, oh, affirmations is kind of silly, whatever. No, they're very powerful. You know, if you, if you say the right dialogue to yourself, you will rewrite, rewrite all those negative thoughts that you've been telling yourself. You will override all of them. And that takes a while. It's not going to happen overnight. You didn't gain a habit overnight. You didn't lose. You can't lose a habit overnight. You didn't gain weight overnight. You can't lose it overnight. We know this. It takes constant, continuous, um, conscious intention, doing it over and 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 over until it starts to stick in your brain. Until you no longer hear that negative dialogue going on. Until you can go to the mirror and say, "Oh my gosh." I love what I see. Oh my gosh, I am amazing. Who is that sexy person in the mirror? That's me, you know? When you can get to that point, that's right. That's prime. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's, um, it's like the whole, like you're, you were kind of touching on this too, like the survival instinct of like your brain will look for proof of things that you tell it. So yeah. that's essentially the concept of the law of attraction or along those lines um, yeah. is if you keep telling yourself that kind of stuff, then that's the kind of stuff that will come to you. And if you keep telling yourself that you're worth it or that you um, it doesn't matter what it is, there's there's a lot of different examples. Like for me, there's a lot of stuff that I get that like opportunities that show up for me, um, one, because I ask for them and too, because I believe that I should have them. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, it, but it, that took a lot. I mean, it took me a ton of work. Um, and there's still certain things that it's not always great with, you know, just depending on where I'm at in my headspace. But uh, there's just things where I'm like, I just, people are like, how did you end up doing this thing? And I'm like, I just asked to do it. And then they're like, but is it that simple? And I'm like, it really is. But there, I mean, there's things you have to like put yourself in um, the rooms that you want to be in and believe that you are supposed to be there. And that's so fucking hard. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've got 20, I did 20 years in corporate land. And then I can tell you that a lot of those years were not good for my mental health um, mm -hmm. or my self-confidence or self-worth or any of that kind of stuff. And I've like had to learn through some of those things and working for shitty people, um, you know, toxic people. I'm sure they're not bad people. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, some might be. Yeah. yeah. So it's some, some might be real, real shit bags, but um, they just haven't grown yet or something. Right. So yeah, but that's what it is, is, is if you start telling yourself that stuff, then your brain starts looking for ways to prove it to you. So it, mm -hmm. that's, that's mm -hmm. part of the logic is like, 
Um, cause that kind of stuff helped me a lot. And like one of the weird things that was like a byproduct of the like quarantine stuff is when all of that happened and I was like, well, shit, how do I sell myself now? <laughs> cause I, you know, do a ton of networking and I go meet people and, um, I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to start doing more video online on social media and finally start just doing that. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with myself a little bit, yeah. uh, because I got to see myself the way that other people did. And I'm like, Oh, you know, it's just like, cause you don't ever see like the little quirks and the little facial expressions no. that you make and the little gestures and <laughs> that kind of stuff. So it was just kind of a fun, like, I mean, it was scary at first and it was not a great time, but now I can do Facebook lives, like whatever, no big deal. Just talking to the ether. Um, but some of it started with some of those kinds of things, like the mirror, mirror talk and like writing things that are like, what are my, um, you know, like the word of the year kind of stuff, which is not the same thing as a resolution. It's like, what am I focusing on this year for my personal growth and development, mm-hmm. discipline and intention? So like that shit is like there. And then just the little sticky notes around like, you can do this. <laughs> you are strong enough. Um, it works, but it does. Like you said, it takes a really long time and it's hard um, at first because it feels silly. <laughs> You're like, do I really have to tell myself I love myself in the mirror? <laughs> Uh, well, you don't have to, it works <laughs> at some point, but anyway, yeah, I think that stuff is important. Cause I was going to ask you like, what, what do you think are some of the like top things that you kind of ha- have people do to start working into that process? Like the affirmations and stuff, like what do you normally mm-hmm. have people start with? So gratuity journal. So if you can get to your vibrationally, mm-hmm. if you can get to a level of gratitude, and stay in that level of gratitude, that'll actually help escalate to that love. Um, but if you're gra- grateful for everything in your life, even if it's shit, there's always something to be grateful for. You know, you woke up this morning, you got to take a shower, you got to eat, you know? I mean, hello, you woke up. That's the most important thing. So that's what you should be grateful <laughs> for. I mean, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, gratuity journaling, um, of course, you know, the affirmations, um, uh, the big thing is like telling yourself, I love you in the mirror. So, I mean, th- this has been, uh, regurgitated and regurgitated and regurgitated. There's a lot of different people, um, you know, Brene Brown and, uh, yeah, um, uh, Glenn, Do- Glenn and Doyle. I mean, there's been a lot of people do like talk about the mirror work. And that's been something that's been in my practice for a long time as well. So, but everybody has their own little spin on it. And, um, you know, some people aren't very, aren't spiritual and some people aren't, are, you know, like the science behind it. So, um, how I take it is I take it as, okay, go to the mirror every single morning. Okay. Now this isn't going to happen overnight. This isn't going to change overnight. Um, but if you set a conscious intention to tell yourself, I love you over and over and over again, you will actually override all those negative thoughts about yourself just by saying, I love you, um, scientifically. So that's how you can, you know, start to rewire your brain there. Of course, there's a lot of other things that go into play with that, but you can at least get on the path on the road to overriding some of that dialogue. Um, you know, uh, because when you're telling yourself this stuff, you don't love yourself. If you're telling yourself you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, you're ugly, fat, stupid, disgusting, you don't love yourself. So you have to get to the point where you, you at least on the path of loving yourself to really dig deep into the core struggles, the core issues, the core things that you need to work on. So at least get you on that path. Um, 
so there's a funny thing about um, doing the I love you challenge. So, and there's a funny thing is that um, when you are attracted to something, so this is scientifically. So if when, when a person is attracted to something, their pupils actually dilate. And so I tell people this, that, so don't go like, <laughs> don't go like up to your spouse or your partner or your friend and, uh, you know, see if their pupils are dilating, you know, cause they're looking at you make, you know, see, Oh, are you really attracted to me? Kind of thing. If you, <laughs> if you go to the mirror every single morning and you start to say, I love you to yourself and you notice your pupils start dilating that you are actually overriding that, that dialogue. You're, you're actually phys- physically, scientifically, you are attracted to yourself once you notice your pupils start to dilate. Because um, anytime you're attracted to something, your pupils start dilating. So that's a good indication if you've been doing this mirror work over and over again, if your pupils start to dilate, that means that you're believing it in your little noggin. That means your brain is believing it. It means your subconscious is believing that you actually love yourself. Um, so that's why I tell people, I'm like, don't go up to everybody and say, oh, let's see if you're attracted to me. Let's see if they're attracted <laughs> to me. You know, are their pupils going to dilate? <laughs> but it's true. Anything <laughs> you're attracted to, anything that you're attracted to, your pupils will dilate. So that's just kind of a, a nice indication that you're on the right path if you notice notice that in your in your eyes so mm-hmm. just, just that's pretty cool you know, yeah. so those are kind of the, th- the, the kind of the three main things that i like people to get started on the like saying i love you doing gratuity journaling and doing affirmations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no it's great i think one of the things that also kind of helped me st- with some of that um also still work in progress for sure but uh, i've come a long way we all um, are is in treating my <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag work in progress. Um, but um, I just like to share, I mean, cause it's like, you never know what the thing is that's going to click and that helps some, you know, like is the, Oh, that makes sense to me. Like that's how my brain works. So I always try to share the, you know, here's, here's something that worked for me. Um, but is treating myself like my friends treat me because I have some pretty yeah. exceptional friends. And so I'm just like, why why? Um, or how I treat them. Like I, you know, how I treat people that I care about or even don't sometimes like people that were, you know, work for me at some point. I'm like, I, um, <laughs> but it's still like the basic consideration and kindness and empathy and being like, no, you got this. Like, what are you talking about? You can totally do that. I'm like, Hey, tell yourself the same shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of a little, uh, switch that flipped for me at some point. And then, um, one of the other things too, when it comes to relationships is picking someone that treats me like my friends treat me. That was also the other thing. I'm like, why would I take like from like an intimate person, like an, my intimate partner, I'm like, why would I allow this? To, I'm like, my, I wouldn't, I would never have a friend that treats me in a way that I don't appreciate. Not like that. Yeah. So, um, but it's like, it's all the self-worth journey and like i said the inner child work and that was one of the things i was like oh <laughs> okay um but yeah treat yourself the way you treat your friends hopefully i'm assuming if you're on this mm-hmm. podcast then you're probably a good human being and care about other people um i hope or i've done something terribly hope, yeah. wrong but um <laughs> anyway yeah so um what was my next question i had another question popping in my head so um how do you kind of 
balance your self-care or how do you help people, I guess, um, create time for self-care and create space for that when they haven't done that before, especially when they're trying to run a business and also be a part of a family, social life, et cetera. Well, first of all, time is relative. Time is just a construct that was invented by man. I mean, really, there is an infinity <laughs> of, an infinite amount of time. We just, they, they, it was the, it was a construct to put on, on the, the nine to, typical nine to five job, like work, 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 work. So you have all the time you, you need. Um, but if you're still in that mindset that like, oh, I only have a certain amount of time. I have to do this and this, this system, baby steps, you know, it's, it has to take baby steps. So take, take two minutes, you know, and then add a minute, you know, and then if you can add another minute and add another minute, you know, if you can get up to like five to 10 minutes of just taking care of yourself <clears throat> or putting your needs first, whatever it is, whatever you want to uh, classify it as self-care because there's a multitude of different versions of self-care. Not Self-care isn't like going and getting a mani-pedi or going and buying yourself a new outfit or, you know, or taking a bubble bath. There's so many other ways of self-care, <laughs> you know, setting boundaries, uh, active listening, assertive talk. You know, I mean, there's like, there's so many different things that you can, that are part of self-care. So if you can just do a little bit, you know, pick your time, you know, when, when is it like when you get up in the morning, you have your, you go to the, you go to the kitchen, you make yourself some coffee. What are you doing while you're making coffee? What's going on there? You're, you've got wasted time there. You've got a, a, a time that you can do, you know, do something in that time. Um, what are you doing, you know, while you're getting ready in the morning? You can still do a form of meditation. You can still do your affirmations. You can still do all these things while you're putting your makeup on or while you're getting ready in the morning, while you're taking a shower. So there's a multitude of different ways that and time that you can take care of yourself individually. You just have to, again, make a conscious intention to do those things. So if you can do that, if you tell, you know, if you're like, okay, I'm really, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. This is what time I'm going to do it at. This is when I'm going to do it and just continue and continue and continue and build on the habit and build on it and build on it and build on it. And just baby steps, just add a minute here, a couple minutes. If you can add 10 minutes, you know, however much you want, however much time you need mm -hmm. to take care of yourself, you know? I understand you might have lots of, you might have a bunch of kids and you might have a spouse and you're being dragged every which direction and kids are going back to school now, or some kids are doing virtual learning and you've got to make breakfast and you got, you know, you've got all these things and you're being pulled all these different ways, but really think about the time that you have in your day of all the things that you are just automatically doing. Like if you're on autopilot, how, how, how many times are you on autopilot? You know, those would be times spent to doing self-care, you know, the times that you're just like just doing random things and you're not even thinking about it, you know, or you're just in the shower washing your hair or you're just at the mirror putting on makeup or picking out your outfit. There's so many, so much time that you could use while still doing those activities, still doing those things um, to incorporate self-care. Mm -hmm. 
No, it's great because I think a lot of people really do get overwhelmed with that stuff sometimes. I know I do from time to time too where I'm like, I should be doing yoga and I should be doing all this stuff and I should meditate and I should journal. And I'm like, I fucking hate journaling. Let me tell you. Uh, I have some clients that hate it too. (laughs) Oh, it's awful. But I found um, audio journaling or I guess accidentally invented it for myself. I was like, I'm going to try just doing a voice recording. And then I actually found there's an Mm -hmm. app that um, is set up for that. But I'm like, oh. Okay. Like that's a lot easier for me. So sometimes when I need to, like in a tough spot or I need to process something, I do that. It helps. But um, even like the, yeah, find time when your brain is available, when you can do that kind of stuff. And just, I like that whole flexibility in what self-care looks like. It isn't just the traditional, like what everyone thinks it is, or yeah, like 30 minutes of meditation. I would, I would die. (laughs) (laughs) there's no way I don't even want to try. I'm like, that just does not sound fun. Um, but there's other ways to do the same kind of concept. Like meditation doesn't have to be you sitting on the floor in Lotus pose, um, with your eyes closed for 30 minutes, like empty brain, like that's not like you can, you can meditate in different ways. Like you were saying, just kind of talking to yourself and the affirmations and intentionally processing things, um, instead of just letting it pass you by. So I do a form of meditation um, yeah, when I'm I, running. When I'm running, I meditate. It's like, how mm-hmm. do you meditate while you're running? Mm-hmm. Very easily. You you put your meditating yeah. is just putting yourself in a space where you're not got all these other things jumbled in your head. You're concentrating on one thing. You know, you're just focusing on that mm-hmm. one thing and resting the rest of your body from all of that other garbage that's coming in all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's the Zen space, I think, is kind mm-hmm. of yeah. uh, another way to describe that kind of concept where it's like you're doing that and the act of running is your meditation or your Zen space, mm-hmm. supposedly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's great. It's so hard. And I think that there's so much out there and that people just get really overwhelmed with like, oh, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And Tony Robbins says this and Gary Vee says this and they both say fuck a lot. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's like, I don't have to do everything. Uh, for me, that's ideal. I'm like, that's great. That's my, I am their target audience. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just people, people just, um, there's so much information that comes all over. It's so overwhelming. So and it's, it's, um, it's regurgitated do something that's comfortable for you. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 I mean, we all, yeah, we all sure. have like, we all have like a, you know, like our own version of different things, our own spin on things. But a lot mm-hmm. of the information that's out there is like the same stuff over and over and over and over again. Because again, yeah. that's how you build a habit. That's how you change your way of thinking. That's how you change your thought. You have to see things, the same subject or the same focus, the same topic. You have to see those things multiple times in different packages in different ways in order for her to change. So when I'm mm-hmm. coaching somebody, when I'm walking clients through different things, I will have them read certain books. I will have them watch certain videos. I will have them do certain things. I will also give them the same exact information that they're seeing, that they're listening to, that they're viewing, that they're reading, so that they see this multiple times different ways in order to change that way of thinking. So like a lot of the things mm-hmm. that Tony Robbins says, does, I mean, I use my own stuff. A lot of the same Glenn and Doyle, Brene Brown. I mean, all of it is just regurgitated yeah. information. It's great information. Yes. 
but it's just over and over again because we need to hear these things over and over again in order for things to change. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes yeah. it's, it really is. It's just the the way it's presented and how the person's saying right. it. And um, I mean, just like with what you do and what I do, I'm a business consultant. Like that's not an original concept by any means. <laughs> uh, you can Google how to run a business, how to start a business, how to do a business plan. What do yeah. I need to run a business? How do I hire somebody? All that kind of stuff. But the the unique spin is my perspective and my experience and background and what I bring to the table. And I always like whenever I... Um, do any kind of presentation, teach anybody how to do anything. I always try and preface with, this is not the only way to do this. And my way is not um, like, you're not going to fail if you don't pick my, my way of teaching or my style or my approach. There's a million different ways to do it. And it's fine. (laughs) Like I'm not the only guru. (laughs) It's fine. Um, I think I'm a fun one and I swear a lot. So some people like that, but yeah. (laughs) Uh, Unless people don't want, like, anyway, yeah, you get it. Um, anywho, get it. so as, yeah, <laughs> as an entrepreneur and business owner yourself, what advice would you give fellow business owners about running their own businesses? Kind of the same thing. You got to, you got to have your own stuff taken care of. You got to, you know, you, I mean, there's so many programs out there. There's so many coaches out there. There's so many different things that say, oh, you have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. Or you have to have a website or you have to do funnel everything. You've got to do network marketing. You've got to do, I mean, there's like, there's so many things that people tell you over and over and over again. You've got to do it this way. Well, this worked for me. This worked for me. So you should, you've got to do it. Or this worked for me. So you have to do it. Um, it's the same thing with losing weight. It's like, oh, well, this diet worked for me. So you have to try it. Cause I know it'll work for you. Well, everybody's body is different. Everybody's body is going to respond differently. Our, not all our minds aren't all the same. That would make everything, every human in this world. So boring. If we all thought the same thoughts and all did the same thing. It's like, <laughs> so what works for one person is not going to work for another. So, you know, so that, you know, also finding your niche, like really deep down, like what, what do you specifically who do you want to work with? Who do you want? Who's your prime people? You know, don't go switch. I mean, I understand it's like if you, you know, if you um, have a niche and it's not working, well, then fine tune it. But like, who do you want to work with? Who, you know, who is what's important to you? You know, make sure you have like a value system. Make sure you have your beliefs in place. Make sure you're, you know, you, you know who your target market is. Make sure, you know, you, you don't have to do all the things that everybody else are doing, basically. Um, find, find, your, find your way. You'll find it, you know? I mean, or hire somebody who <laughs> knows their shit, who knows what they're doing, who's been there, done that, you know, that can help you. We all need help. We all need that. We all need somebody else, some guru, another guru in our life to help us, guide us. Or we need multiple. Some people need multiple gurus. Um, but just have, have your stuff in place and have your stuff taken care of and be confident in yourself. You can do it. Who says that you can't, you're the only one that's saying that you can't do something. You're the only one staying in your way. That's telling you, you can't do something. You know, you're the only one that's putting those roadblocks up. So like you said, you know, treat yourself like you were your best friend. So be your own best friend and, be nice to yourself. Give yourself some grace and ease. 
just give yourself some flow to it. Don't be like thinking you have to do all these things in order to be successful because you're going to get burnt out. You're going to, you know, you're going to mm-hmm. get burnt out. You're going to be, you know, not, not in a place where you want to be. So just yeah. be in the right headspace is really like, just really important to be in the right headspace and know and trust and know and have faith that you can do it. You are allowed to do it. Allow yourself to do it. Grant yourself that permission to do those things. You are allowed to do that. You are allowed to be successful. You are allowed to be the richest person in the world. You are allowed to have money. You're allowed to travel over the world. You're allowed to do, I mean, you, you can do these things. You know, it's very, very simple, yet we make it super, super hard because of that belief system mm-hmm. that was instilled in us at a very young age. Yeah, I like that. It's uh, I say occasionally finding all the reasons why you can instead of all the reasons why you can't um, right. helps with that perspective too a little bit. Like because we do that, like you said, you tell yourself, "Well, I can't do whatever the thing is because X, Y, Z, because my mom this or my kids this or my boss this or whatever." And it's like you can do. You just have to figure out how you how you do it. Like um, mm-hmm. maybe those things are going to slow you down, but yeah do it. Do it. You get one life. Um, Exactly. Exactly. What's the point? (laughs) Right. Right. And you'll, but you'll continue to stay in that yo-yo. You'll continue to stay on that roller coaster, that train, whatever you want to call it, whatever analogies in your head, you're going to continue on that. If you don't take care of that stuff, if you don't trust in yourself, if you don't believe in yourself, if you come up with excuse after excuse, after excuse, after excuse, that you're going to always be, you're always going to be an excuse why you can't do something. There's always going to be mm-hmm. a roadblock. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, last ish question. Um, yeah. What resources <laughs> do you wish you had uh, at the beginning of your entrepreneur journey? Um, what resources do I have? Um, not really resources. Do you wish you had? Wish that I had uh you know, I wish that in, I don't know, I don't really wish because if I were to say, oh, I wish I knew what I knew then, you know, I'd be a different person. Well, yeah, I would be a different person. But everything that I've learned and everything that I've, I've gained all the way up to this point got me to the person that I am right now. So there really isn't any kind of like wishing that I had any certain thing or anything. It's, it's, it's like, um, knowing that I had, it was always there. It's like, it's like that. Um, it's like the quote in, it's like the quote in the wizard of Oz where Glinda, the good witch says, you've always had the power to go home. It's always been within yourself. You know, you've always had that power. So Mm -hmm. that would be, that would be what I would, would, you know, would want is to have the knowing that I, I always did have the power to be whoever I wanted to be. And yeah, I had shit things that came up and my life was a little fucked up and whatever. And I had stuff that happened, but it made me the person I am today. And it made me a better person for learning all those things. Um, But then just knowing that I, you know, that I always, it was always inside myself to the way to way to fix myself was always inside myself. Does that mm-hmm. make that to really answer the question? That's the resource I wanted to have. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
I think that's an important one. <laughs> um, perfect. Well, how can we get in touch with you? How can we find you on the internet, social media, et cetera? It's the best way to oh, stalk gosh. you. I am everywhere. You can stalk me everywhere. I am on Facebook. <laughs> I have a you know my own personal Facebook page. I have a business uh, Facebook page, Love Your Body Coaching. I'm on Instagram, Love Your Body Coaching with Liza. I'm on, I'm not on Twitter very much, but I am there. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, um, uh, TikTok, but I haven't made any videos yet. Um, that's just kind of a scary platform for me right now. So <laughs> I'll get to that eventually. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm on all, all the social media platforms. My website is really easy. It's lizalomax.com. And I've all, I have a blog on there. You can, I have a ton of resources, free information. Um, I also have a uh, free Facebook uh, page, a free, free Facebook group out there. Um, love your body, love yourself, uh, where I post a lot of content, a lot of information. Um, yeah. Just if you're interested in the, you know, and setting up a free call, you know, I have information on my website to schedule that. And uh, yeah, you can find me anywhere. You Google Liza Lomax and I probably come up everywhere. So, which is cool, which is good. <laughs> yeah, you do. Cause I uh, pulled up your website before this. So I was like, I couldn't remember what the name of your coaching was. So I just Googled your name and I was like, there she, they are. Um, and <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, very easy to find, very easy to spell. And um, you do, I like your website. You do have lots of stuff on there. So um, you guys should check out Liza for sure. Help unravel your brain and re-ravel yes. it <laughs> in the yes. right way. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Very cool. Well, thank you again for being here. Um, great topic of conversation, especially for us business owners and entrepreneurs. So I appreciate you taking the time. Yes, I am very happy I got to have be on your be on your podcast with you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you bet. All right. Well, have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye.